0: You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the show, March 2nd edition. A lot to get to ahead on today's podcast. You'll hear some of the highlights from Jaron Hall's media comments earlier this week. What did I take away from what he said to the media? We'll dig into that. We'll also talk about the NFL Combine prospectus for Tyler Algier. He is getting ready for the biggest job interview of his life, maybe the ultimate job interview for a football player this weekend out there in Indianapolis. We'll break down what nfl.com thinks of the former byu star and of course we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in byu sports including an update on when you can see the byu baseball home opener they've adjusted the schedule this week we'll get to all of that ahead on today's show it's all brought to you today by our friends over at run your pool march madness is here and run your pool has a better way to create your bracket check out runyourpool.com the premier sports pool hosting service all right with Without further ado, though, let's get rolling here on a Wednesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 2nd, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. As the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars your first listen to the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. As such, we are the only daily podcast focused on all things BYU, and a big thank you for making some time and joining us here. Uh, A lot to get to ahead on today's show, so let's start here. BYU football, they are back on the practice field today. They will be participating in drills. Excuse me. They will be in weight room and meetings today. I apologize. They practiced yesterday. They're going Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, man, I'm I'm just absolutely slaughtering this. They're going Monday, Tuesday, third, Thursday, most of the days during the week, uh, during this month-long camp. We'll be back out there for media availability tomorrow. We'll have some observation period, all of that. So we'll have uh, more information for you guys tomorrow, more audio, all of that. But on today's show, wanted to look back at what Jaron Hall had to say to the media. And I'll say this once, I'll say it again. Jaron Hall is a man of few words when he wants to be. There are times he's a little more eloquent on things but this is a dude who doesn't mince words he'll lay out exactly what his answer is and it may last all of two seconds but that's just how he operates so let's get to some of the audio here uh, first things first i think a lot of people out there saw jaron hall last year and they saw a very live arm a guy who can sling the ball all over the field he's got an arm that can make Any throw he needs to, the biggest question mark is with regards to making sure he throws a catchable ball and gets it to the catch radius of his receivers, and he acknowledged that's one of the chief things he's working on this spring.
1: Yeah, just my accuracy passing the ball, Uh, being a little quicker with my timing and just, you know, filling the game out a lot better, slowing it down.
0: I actually like what Jaron had to say there. He's letting the game kind of come to him. He's starting to figure things out. The longer you play in a system, especially a system that is as quarterback-friendly as what Aaron Roderick and BYU have established, you're going to put up monster numbers. And that's a big question mark for a guy like Jaron Hall, considering the injury concerns he has had in the past. He obviously understands that. He spoke to the media about being more accurate. And just kind of the overall goals he has as a quarterback as he moves forward now, as he is now the clear cut he is the guy he's qb1 in provo there is no debate is it baylor or is it jaron hall no it's jaron hall and whoever else is behind him at quarterback there is no debate anymore but he knows that he still has plenty to work on and he's working towards improving on the things that are perceived as his weaknesses
1: yeah, I spent a lot of time watching last year to know what I could build off of. I think just my accuracy down the field, um, giving guys chances to run with the ball would be a big step in our offense. Um, of course, that comes down to timing and a lot of other things as well. Um, and then obviously just just find ways to stay ahead of the defense, keep myself out of any situations um, You know, I don't need to be in to keep the longevity of my body. And so those are two things I'm really focusing on right now is just mentally build myself and, and just becoming a top-tier dude.
0: I'm glad he's being proactive and trying to make sure he stays fully healthy. There is a luck element to all of that. And it's, unfortunately, it's been a lot of bad luck, it feels like, for a guy like Jaron Hall. But... I'm glad he is acknowledging where he is a little, maybe a little deficient and working to improve on that. One thing that I think is going to make his life a whole lot easier is his familiarity with the guys he's throwing the ball to. Obviously, he lost Samson Nakua and Neil Pauu. Isaac Rex is a big old question mark as to when he will return to action. But the good news is he's got guys like Gunnar Romney... Puka Nakua, Dallin Holker, all out there who are more than capable of catching the ball. And he likes that continuity and having that familiarity with those dudes.
1: It's always nice. When we don't have to worry about you know finding chemistry with an entire new receiver group. So we just get to build off what we did last year. And I think after today, it's already coming along really well.
0: I truly believe, and I said this on yesterday's podcast, that BYU's offense could be absolutely electric this year. And I'm going to stand by that. I think that the way things are shaping up right now, barring something unforeseen, injuries, guys, uh, whatever, I, I don't even want to delve into what might uh, derail this. I truly believe BYU's offense this fall could be one of the best offenses we have seen in quite some time. And as I said, you can go back to some of the great offenses in BYU history. This is a pro who is littered with some absolutely electric and impressive offensive performances, I'd be hard-pressed to say that BYU's offense this year could not match it if it lives up to its potential. Obviously, they got to go out and prove that on the field, but I, I really... Really, I'm bullish on the chances for the BYU offense this fall. Now, I want to get to two other pieces of audio from Jaron Hall. And this is a dude who understands what being QB1 in Provo is all about. Jaron grew up a BYU fan. His dad played there, albeit being a running back. Kalen Hall was a very, very good player in his own right. Jaron understands that when you are QB1, when you are the guy, the BMOC, the big man on campus for the BYU football program, It carries a lot of responsibility, and he knows that the future behind him are the quarterbacks who will be leading BYU into the Big 12, and... It sounds like, at least from his comments, that he's very high on their potential and what they might be able to show this spring.
1: They've all done special things from high school guys that haven't played here yet. They look good in camp. Jake looked good last year in his opportunities and he'll continue to get better. And that's just the product again of A Rod. He keeps everybody, you know, in the mindset of next man up. And we've seen that in the last couple couple seasons for us at BYU. So I think any quarterback that come here, they they gotta realize that that your time could come at any snap, any game. So they look really good. I'm excited for those guys in the futures.
0: Is that a dude standing up for his guys in his meeting room and trying to keep the peace? Maybe so, but Jaron, as I said, this is a dude who's very to the point with his media uh, uh, observations and what he says in the media, so I'd take that at face value. Honestly, I truly would. Now, the final thing from Jaron Hall here is BYU... I. I think this offense, just due to the fact they have so many guys who are familiar with what they're operating under, what they're trying to do, and the fact that they have played in this offense for many, many years now, it has been unchanged for the better part of, what, five years now? It's kind of been the same thing. BYU has run, at least for the better part of the last three years, it's very much a a very continuous line of what BYU is operating their offense like. And Jaron Hall believes that, even as compared to this time last year, right now, it's a night and day difference for the BYU offense.
1: Oh leaps and bounds, you know. Returning most of your guys as opposed to a lot of guys last year. Skill positions not playing the time. Um, the quarterback position, the same deal. So now you <clears throat> return a big majority of your starters and a lot of your playmakers. It's yeah, it's. I think it, it showed today in practice where we're at.
0: There you have it, Jaron Hall. What I took away from his media session on tomorrow show, we'll get to some of the comments from Tyler Batty, flipping over to the defense, get his thoughts on what he is trying to do to lead this BYU defense back to some respectability in 2022 after a really, really rough 2021. But on the offensive side of things, just sounds like all systems go and... They're ahead of the curve right now if you listen to Jaron Hall. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk about one of the true engines that made BYU's offense in 2021 go, maybe the engine that made it go, Tyler Algier. He is getting ready for the biggest job interview of his life, maybe the biggest job interview that any football player could ever undergo. That is the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. We have the scouting report from NFL.com. We'll break it down, we'll run it down, what they had to say about him, and we'll see if we agree or disagree with that we'll get to that in just a second first though today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Built Bar absolutely love this company the, they are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had and the better part about this when you support our friends at Built Bar you're supporting BYU football all BYU football players have a name image and likeness agreement with the Built branded companies that includes Built Bar and it is paying them money to play the sport that they love and that's what I love so you can support a company that goes directly into the pockets of BYU football players it's a very important thing and I hope you guys will take an opportunity to give Built Bars a try we've got the regular Built Bars which I think are absolutely phenomenal but they also have the new Built Puff Bars what they are is they're kind of a one of a kind thing they're a Protein infused marshmallow bar. Yes, you heard that right. Protein infused marshmallow. The best part is they're just as delicious as everything else that Built Bar puts out there. They've got three distinct flavors. They have got churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. The banana cream pie, folks, it is one of my favorite Built Bars. Just period across the board. You can lay all the different Built Bars out there. Banana cream pie probably is in my top three, and right now might be at the top of my list. I absolutely love it. So go to built.com right now. Place your order there. Find the Flavor for you. It doesn't have to be banana cream. It might be churro. Give it a shot. The best part is you can save 15% right now using the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Once again, support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar and use that promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com to save yourself
1: 15%. It's Kubota Orange Day. shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles,
0: Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, the Locked On Cougars feed, and also our YouTube channels up and down. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup for your bracket. Kind of get that inside edge on where you might be looking when it comes to March Madness. Win that bracket pool. Uh, we'll talk about running your pool here in a little bit, but it might be something worth checking out. that will be on March 14th, so stay tuned for that, my friends. All right, continuing on now with today's show, let's talk about Tyler Algier. Obviously, a very, very big weekend for him upcoming. He's at the NFL Combine. He's the only former BYU player that's in this year's recruiting, uh, not recruiting class, NFL draft class, that will be participating at the NFL Scouting Combine. And we have Lance Zerline. He is a radio host, I believe, in Houston these days, but he also is one of the premier uh, talent evaluators for NFL.com. They break down all the 300 and some odd players who are participating at the Scouting Combine, and Tyler Algier's analysis from Lance Zerline is in. Let's start here. The NFL comparison that they list is right at the top of the scouting thing, and I'll I'll link this in the show notes if you want to go read it yourself or you can just search it out. The NFL comparison for Tyler Algier, according to Mr. Zerline, is Chuba Hubbard. That's an interesting one. Chuba Hubbard, a standout running back at Iowa State. A guy that's maybe a little slighter of build, just in my opinion, than Tyler Algier, but it's a very interesting analysis of who he has his NFL comparison to. Now, here is the overview for Tyler Algier from Lance Zerline quote, well-built, highly productive zone and scheme runner with impressive vision and feel for the job. Algier is smooth and instinctive with one cut talent. He effectively navigates the ebbs and flows of run lane development. He's more agile than twitchy and relies on his ability to quickly process. When he sees it clearly, his pace and burst can be a little hit or miss and might allow for NFL defenses to prevent the chunk play. Algier is clearly talented as a runner, but we need to improve on his explosiveness. He offers very little third down value right now and could be as a solid backup within a, a move-based rush attack. Now, I would quibble with the, the point there that needs to improve on his explosiveness. Uh, does Mr. Zerline? Did he watch that one step against Boise State where he uh, cut once, finds an open field, and is just off to the races and runs away from everybody on the field? I Maybe I'm just being a homer here, but I think he's got the explosiveness that Mr. Zerline apparently doesn't think he has. The third down value, obviously, that is a point to catching the ball out of the backfield. It's something that he did very little of comparative to everything else he did at BYU. Did a lot of blocking on third down, did a lot of running, obviously, but he did not catch the ball a lot out of the backfield. And that is something at the NFL Scouting Combine during the on-field drills. He will be schooled on this. NFL talent evaluators, GMs, Scouting directors, they will make him go through those drills and they will be looking very closely at him to see how he does catching the ball is he a natural uh, receiver is he able to extend his hand just make the catch make it look simple or is it more of a chore for him that is going to be a very key part of what he shows this week and in addition to running all of the strength numbers all that stuff I have not heard on uh, how many workouts that Tyler will plan on doing obviously if he uh, does work out in full at the combine he can uh, come back to BYU for pro day and improve on those numbers or he can sit on the numbers he put up at the NFL scouting combine it's a very interesting process I I can tell you this much I've talked to enough people about it it's just so risk reward when do you feel like you want to go out there and put up those numbers when do you back off of it It's very interesting, but knowing Tyler, he's a dude who just wants to play ball. He's living his dream. He's a former walk-on who has made good on the bet on himself. He is the single-season rushing leader in BYU football history. Had he decided to come back for another season, he would have set the all-time rushing record at BYU. He was just a little ways off from it. He was going to pass Jamal Williams. He is one of the all-time greats for BYU at running back. Now, a couple of things I want to run down here. They also list the strengths uh, from Lance Zerline here for Tyler Algier. So we'll start off with one strength and we'll go to a weakness. We'll go back and forth as we round out things. First thing, strength, well-built, reliable, and productive. No argument there. Tyler Algier is 5'10", 220 pounds. He is a well-put-together athlete. He is reliable. You know he's going to do his job. And yes, he was ultra-productive for BYU. Now, weaknesses, first one, runs with average bursts through the line. Yet again, I may sound like a homer, and maybe I'm not seeing something, or maybe I'm seeing something that Lance Zerline didn't see. I think he's got plenty of burst through the line. He has got that ability. Is he talking about the one cut ability? It seems like Tyler would put his foot in the ground, and he's just a burst. He would burst upfield. Maybe it's not to the level that I think it is, but it's interesting. There, another strength here. Put it in the paint at an impressive rate. At an impressive rate. That means scoring touchdowns. Yes, he did a very good job on that. Second thing, doesn't run with power. Through, doesn't run with power to drive through interior contact. That's an interesting one. That means that uh, when he is hit, uh, kind of near the line of scrimmage by a guy, he doesn't uh, run with the power to kind of break that tackle and get through it. Uh, I would quibble with that a little bit because there were times, yes, he got stonewalled in the hole, but it usually took two or three guys to really get him. If one guy came high on Tyler Algier, more often than not, it felt like it was a broken tackle and he was falling forward and picking up extra yardage. Maybe uh, yet again, I I may have those blue goggles on and I'm just not seeing it, but I don't know. All right, next thing. Strength. Had four games with 190 plus rushing yards in 2021. Okay, that's the strength, yes. He had very ultra productive numbers. Number three on the weaknesses, fluid but not all that twitched up. I actually would agree with this. He is not necessarily the uh, most gifted, natural running back you've ever seen. I believe the most naturally gifted running back in BYU football history. I know you're saying, is, who is he going to say? Who is he going to say? Ronnie Jenkins. Yes, Ronnie Jenkins. Not Luke Staley, not Jamal Williams, not Curtis Brown, not uh, Lockheed Hamu. You can go back through the history of BYU running backs. Ronnie Jenkins might be the most pure running back. And that twitch ability that he's not talking about, the fluid, but not a lot of the twitched up. Ronnie Jenkins stands in stark contrast to what Tyler Algiers. Tyler Algier is very much a guy who's just going to uh, put his foot in the ground and go forward and pick up yardage. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really have that twitch. I don't feel like. Now back to his strength, vision to maximize the blocking scheme. I completely agree. In the zone blocking scheme, that wide zone concept, the BYU runs, the running back has to have incredible vision. He's got to be able to analyze up to seven different holes. I'm trying to think uh, on a get, get any given player and more than that. And he got to be to pick the one, find it and hit it as fast as humanly possible and it's it's much harder to do than what it sounds like. So, yeah, he does have elite vision to maximize the blocking scheme. A team like the San Francisco 49ers. I'm picking on my favorite team. What Kyle Shanahan does fits what Tyler Algier does as a running back. They run a zone scheme. So what it is is the offensive line all goes one way. They pick up the guys who show up there and the running back has to analyze and say, okay, there's my hole. I'm going to hit it. They usually uh, don't necessarily have an exact hole they're supposed to go to or a certain spot they're supposed to go to. They're just analyzing it on the fly. It's, It's a very difficult thing to master, but the nice part is a guy like Tyler Algier, he's already mastered it at the college level. Now back to another weakness. Average speed to the edge on outside runs. I actually would agree with this. Tyler Algier is a dude who is going to get a full head of steam if you give him just a straight line. You you throw a toss to him, it's going to take him a few steps to get up to full speed, and that is a concern at the NFL level. So I actually kind of agree with that. Average speed to the edge on outside runs is a concern for him. Now, next one, on a strength. Excellent feel for inside and outside zone. That goes back to the blocking scheme. He knows it, inside and out. He knows where he's going, he knows how to analyze it, and he knows where to find those creases, the holes, and he knows how to hit them well. Back to a weakness. Fumbles creeped into his game in 2021. We all can look at Boise State. BYU should have won that game had they not had the turnovers. They probably run away with that win, and it's one of the frustrating losses. And Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa had fumble issues in that game. Yeah, it creeped into his game. He's got to do better about it. He needs to learn from Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is one of the best running backs I have ever seen with ball security. You never see that ball out of position with Jamal Williams. He has had an incredible run in the NFL. A very few fumbles, if any, in his NFL career. Algier could take a page out of his book now a couple other ones here I know we're running a little long on this but we have let's see uh, four more strengths versus one weakness so next one innate feel for space and run lane development yes you have to have kind of that just it's got to be innate it's got to be something you're born with I have tried to describe to people what it's like uh, to do different things that I that are innate to me it's hard to do it any of you who have an innate skill you know just it, it comes natural to you you have it or you don't, and that's what Tyler Algier does in terms of his run lane development. Uh, one that relates to this is maintain space from tackler, maintains distance from tacklers in space. He does do a good job with that. He makes sure to maximize the space given to him, and it's literally a game of inches. We all know that. But Tyler Algier makes every effort to make sure he stay, keeps a distance away from that tackler to give him that opportunity to potentially break a tackle, guy's arm slips, he, he busts loose. He's very good about using the space afforded him by the defender. Now, a weakness, the last weakness here is hands are not very natural as a pass catcher. He needs to show that he's a more natural pass catcher than what he showed at BYU. Because I would agree with Lance Zerline. He did not show a very natural ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And to be an NFL running back, on especially a third down running back where you're going to be on the field for all three downs, you've got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. You can't do it. You're going to be stuck in first and second down and short yardage. That's simply what your career is going to be and you want to show better hands in terms of catching the ball if you're Tyler Algier now the final two strengths here has the ability to dart into quick stacked cuts I'm trying to make sense of what that necessarily means I think what he means is his ability to analyze things and just find the crease find the yardage when it may not be there that's something I think I'm, maybe if I'm reading this right it's something he showed at BYU think about it there were so many times it felt like Tyler Algier got the ball and you were looking at that's a wall of humanity how is he going to do anything with this and suddenly he is getting one, two, or three yards when it felt like he should have lost maybe four or five. That, I think, is what lands their line is here, is the ability to kind of get into those stacked areas and just find the smallest of creases, pick up any yardage available to you, do not lose yardage, but at least give your offense a... Uh, some extra yardage to work with on the next down. Now the last thing absorbs contact with adequate balance I actually think he's got better than adequate balance. Tyler Algier for the weight he plays at, the speed he plays at the way he goes about his game, he's got incredible balance to me. He never seems to be off balance. That is a very impressive skill and something you have to have You got that low center of gravity because we all know that the NFL, it's a different type of animal when it comes to the, the level of defenders you'll be facing off against when you're Tyler Algier, but the good Good news is, I think he understands it, and as Lance Erline points out here, he can take that contact while keeping his balance and allowing himself to stay on track. You you can't get hit once and all of a sudden you're stumbling to one side or the other. You've got to be able to absorb that hit, drive through it, and pick up that extra yardage. So, I thought it was a pretty fair assessment of Tyler Alger, if I'm being honest. Now, the grade that they, he was given is a 6.12, and The highest grade in this draft class, according to NFL.com, went to uh, Kyle Hamilton, I believe is the safety out of Notre Dame. He had a 6.88, and he is considered maybe the best uh, pure prospect in this year's draft. They believe uh, that Tyler Alger with a 6.12 grade, he is a good backup with the ability to develop into a starter. I would agree with that. I think that's actually not a bad thing. I, I think that he's doing a good job. And then the next-gen stats actually have him at an 80, which is a very good grade. It's in the good period uh, for next-gen stats. It's a grade calculated by complex algorithms based on a combination of college production and athleticism. Prospects are graded as elite, good, average, or below average. So Tyler Algier is in the good category and firmly inside that good category. So I think this is a pretty fair assessment of Tyler Algier, but he's got to go out there and show some things this weekend, show some of those improvements in terms of the catching the ball out of the backfield. I truly believe Tyler Algier can be a guy who does what Jamal Williams does, starts in certain games, is at least part of a one, two, maybe three running back tandem. We all know that the NFL uh, running back world has been upended. They're very expendable, it feels like, in this day and age. But you know what? Go make some money, set yourself up for the future, and I think that's what Tyler Algier is on track to do. Alright, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with some other notes on BYU sports. A new schedule for BYU baseball's a home opener this weekend, their opening uh, trio of games. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Run, Run Your Pool. March Madness is literally just days away, under two weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here at Locked On, and we are running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, RunYourPool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, something new if you want to try it, both really fun in their own way. they also got your options to edit your scoring, and they offer more intel to help make your picks, all the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, RunYourPool.com can help you take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees, or even gain new customers in the process. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the three easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com. While you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available at that website. It's runyourpool.com check it out and get get your chance to win a cash prize from us here on the Locked On Podcast Network we look forward to seeing and beating you out there This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you might need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and also in your pocket, so take advantage of it. The goal with Rock Auto is to save you time and money when using their resource. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and shop a family business that's been serving you do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years? Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and the best part is they got everything you could ever need. For example, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. No matter what you guys need, Rock Auto has you covered. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find all the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com Before we go, on this Wednesday edition of the show, a couple of notes real quick. BYU Baseball was scheduled to play a three-game series against Milwaukee, Wisconsin, out at Miller Park. It was supposed to be games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Due to uh, expected inclement weather on Saturday, they've actually moved it up. It'll be a doubleheader on Thursday, so a 1 o'clock start and a 4 o'clock night uh, part of the doubleheader, so 1 and 4 on Thursday, and then a game on Friday to round out the series. Hopefully they can get all three games in. It's a very ambitious uh, way to go about your scheduling to have a home opener this early in the year, but BYU built that turf field that they have for a reason. They have it so they can melt the snow or whatever and play games as early as they are currently it's early March and BYU is going to be playing home baseball games yes it won't be necessarily super warm but if you want to go watch some college baseball I would encourage you to get out to Miller Park it might be the best backdrop in all of sports it's absolutely phenomenal and obviously it's always better at the ballpark yes I stole that phrase from the Salt Lake Bees but I'm sure I didn't they stole it from somebody else so just bear with me on that. Now, the other final note on today's show is congratulations to the 25th-ranked BYU Women's Golf Program. They finished in fourth place, moving up two spots at the Gunrock Invitational in uh, Sacramento, California. They're playing at Del Paso Country Club, not El Paso, Del Paso Country Club out there in Sacramento, California. BYU as a team finished 6-under for the tournament, good enough for fourth place, uh, outclassing a uh, fellow West Coast Conference squad San Francisco by 7 strokes but the team that won this stanford who is ranked number one in the country folks they finished at 50 under yes 50 5 zero, 50 under byu finished 44 strokes back and finished in fourth place what a showing uh washington finished in second at 15 under iowa state at 13 under good showing for byu women's golf but man if uh, if stanford's going to be that far ahead of everybody good luck catching the number one ranked team in the country that good night man what a score for the Cardinal so there you go everything you need to know here on a Wednesday that'll do it for today's edition of the show thank you once again for making us your first listen today always love being with you guys Uh, more from Tyler Batty BYU football availability tomorrow on the show as well as whatever else happens in BYU sports want to encourage you guys now to go make your second listen our friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are your hosts they're covering everything with the nfl draft prospects uh what to expect from mock drafts all that stuff and how nfl gms and front offices work they've got it all covered for you guys and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast so go check that out and that'll do it for today's edition of the show a huge thank you once again for your support and hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 2nd 2022 and we will catch you guys tomorrow